This is how it's going to start. Welcome to the podcast. It's me, Jimmy Jackson, a.k.a. Kevin Tipcorn, a.k.a. Jason with the big leather pouch filled with drugs or something. I don't know. This is it. Live to tape, also known as Live to Tap, also known as Daddy's Big Red Truck, a huge, very long XLT Ford truck that's red. It's mean, it's crusty, but it drives well. It's got a lot of miles, but you know what? It's not stopping anytime soon. soon. It's Daddy's Big Red Truck, here delivering you and yours to the executive buffet. We're just going to drop you off. You've got uh, so much time. You don't have to, you can relax, go to the bathroom a couple of times, times if you here. want. You can go to the bathroom early and then maybe in the middle and then maybe just to go for, go to wash your hands. You ever do that? Just go to the bathroom to wash your hands. Sometimes I do that. I get there and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wash my hands because I don't like the scene in this bathroom. There's too much going on. There's too much chatter. And you know it's going to mellow out if you just wash your hands and come back. But you can't just walk in and leave. I did that recently, though. I did walk in and leave a bathroom recently. And that was awkward. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I just ate it. I swallowed it and ate it. Hi, this is Johnny Pemberton. I'm the guy who hosts the podcast. That's my real name. You're listening to the podcast. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. That helps us so much. We love it. Also, check me out on Twitch. What is, what is Twitch? Twitch? It's like a live streaming service. It's free to watch and hang out. And we love it when when you stop in and hang out with us. With, when you hang out with us. It's, it's super cool and fun and chill. And it dovetails perfectly into the podcast. It's twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. That's twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. I'm on there pretty much every Monday, okay? I'm usually a second day of the week. Come drop in and get blasted, okay? Also, the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. When you sign up to Patreon, you get access to all, all the old stuff at the level you subscribe, which is pretty much five dollars a month you get access to all the old mixes everything so it's not like a thing where you sign up and then you get everything later you get all the stuff that came before you so it's 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 a deal Deal. it's a steal it's a deal deal. also you should know i will be i'm gonna be in uh zany's in nashville uh, 17th and 18th sorry 18th and 19th with mr duncan trussell at zany's in nashville 18th, 19th of February. I will be in Tacoma, Washington, also again with Mr. Duncan Trussell, the 10th, 11th, and 12th of March. I will be by myself on a little miniature tour, Cincinnati, the 20th of March at Motor Pub. 21st, I'll be in Nashville again at Dark 
Matter on the 21st, and then on the 22nd, I'll be in Atlanta at the Earl. I also might be in Birmingham, Alabama on the 23rd, but we haven't confirmed it yet. These dates should be available by the time you can hear this podcast. They should be able to get get tickets, ticket links and stuff like that for those shows, so please go. Also, check me out. I'll be in Portland on the 31st and 1st of April with Duncan Trussell again. And Austin, Texas, 15th and 16th of April. That's coming, coming down, down the, pipe, the pipe, okay? Also, again, with my good friend, Duncan. We're doing a bunch of shows together. I'm super excited. Please come home. I'm going to have a bunch of merchandise. I'm going to have all my merch. All the merch that you can't get online because of certain reasons that you know. I'm going to have that stuff in person. And it's going to be the right price. A nice, the nice right price. So come out to those shows. If you just want the merch, come to the show for the merch. It's okay to do that. It's really okay to do that. But you're going to want to stay for the show. Come for the merch. Stay, stay for, for the show. show. What else do I have to say? I think that's pretty much everything. Hope you're doing great. Hope you're feeling wonderful and uh, bouncy in this uh, turbulent world that we live in that is um, Christ. Christ on a crutch. Is it turbulent? I'm just trying to enjoy the turbulence like a palm tree in the wind. Not like, not like a, candle a candle in the wind. I'm not a candle in the wind. I don't want to be a candle in the wind. Because we all know what that means. I'm a palm tree in the wind, baby. I love it. It shapes my destiny. And then you see this palm tree. Like, why is that palm tree all crazy ass bent? It looks cool as shit. It's like, oh, it's because the wind shaped the shit out of it. Oh, is that bad or good? It's neither. It's neither bad or good. It is just that which with that it, that it is. My guest today, this, this is a cool guest. This is a fucking... Very cool guest. I'm excited to have him on. Uh, you probably know him from his incredibly popular TikTok videos. He is the king, the current reigning champion king of being a uh, sort of a, I mean, he's a self-proclaimed troll, but he's the funniest troll I've ever seen in my entire life. He, uh, I'm, what am I doing here talking about? I'm belaboring the points. Ben Palmer is my guest. He's an incredible comedian, and he's, uh, he's a... Um, I mean, he does all this stuff. He makes these incredible videos that I love. We talk all about it. So please, welcome, welcome to, the to the podcast for the, for the first, first time. time. Not, nothing, nothing, nothing not the last. Welcome to the podcast. Ben. Ben Palmer of Palmer Trolls. Welcome to the Live to Tape, the Executive Buffet. Glad yeah. you could be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super cool. This is uh, this is the first time I've had someone on the podcast that I just whose work I saw and just like uh, reached out to. I mean, it's been people, but this is like a very specific thing because it's uh, through TikTok. Yeah. And it, which is, uh, I mean, it's a lot to talk about, I guess, because I feel like to me it's like this is what you're doing is just so. <laughs> to me, when I watch it, I feel like oh. This has been made for me. Every time I watch your videos, I always feel like, oh, this is the exact, someone made this for me to watch. I feel like it's like I'm the, the hero of the video game and this is like part of the thing that's been constructed for me personally because it's so, all of it just so, so incredibly, uh, I just love it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, it was really cool seeing um, your name in my Instagram direct messages. I was like, whoa, that's crazy because I've known about you for a long time. Really? How and so? Then- well, I lived in Los Angeles for four years. You did? And yeah, I moved. I live in Colorado now, 
but I've only been in Colorado for about a year and a half. So I was there in Los Angeles for a little while, and I used to always see your name on like cool shows, and I think you you did a lot of your own shows, and oh, from Superstore. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. those all make sense. Yeah, I didn't know you lived here. I think I kind of figured you did because some of your uh, videos hint at it. But I wasn't yeah, I don't sure think, if you I don't think anybody now, really huh? anybody really knew I lived there. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those okay. it's a big city, you know, it's hard to uh, to get in, you know, you're like you're like I, I left, but I don't think anybody knew I was there. <laughs> Where did you move from when you moved here? It was like the Rodney Dangerfield quote when he quit comedy. He was like, At the time I quit, nobody knew I quit. <laughs> um <laughs> <Under>. I <laughs> I moved um from Atlanta. I did comedy okay. in Atlanta for uh like five years and I started comedy in, in Ohio, Cleveland area. So you grew up like kind of all over then, huh? Yeah. And you're from Minnesota, right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So did you grow up all over the place or did you grow up in Ohio? I grew up in uh, mostly Ohio and uh Florida like for the first eleven years. I lived in Florida. Where in Florida? Um around Tampa, like the okay. suburbs of Tampa, Brandon that's and Valrico. Oh, yeah. cause I went to I went to college in Florida, so I kind of know, I know people from from Brandon or is yeah. it Braden Braden or something like that? Well, there's Bradenton, yeah, that's the okay. like, uh, kind of a different area. Brandon's like a yeah a suburb of Tampa. Where was your school in Florida? In Northport, Tallahassee. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you probably heard of it. What was it? Well, what similar? was the name of it? It's called called the Florida State University. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. my, it's that. That's for cool. a second. I was yeah. like, "What are you like ashamed of? What's happening here?" <laughs> Florida yeah. State. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, baby. That's funny because, like, you say you, those are like all places where, because the stuff that you do in your videos, it's very much like you're talking to people. A lot of people who seem like they're probably from those places. Yeah. There's a lot of people from outside the coasts and the big cities who you're reacting with on these videos that are just. I mean, if people, if you haven't seen, if listeners, if you haven't seen uh, Ben's videos yet, they're, your main thing is on TikTok, right? It's Palmer Trolls. Mm-hmm. And you do, most of your stuff is uh, with messages, like on Facebook. For the most part, would you say most of it's Facebook? Yeah, most of it's Facebook. People commenting on like corporate Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I respond to them like as the corporation or whoever they're writing to. And then they, they think they're, you know, a lot of times I think they're being responded to by the, the actual corporation, which right. is me. And, um, yeah, that's a lot of it, a good chunk of it. It's so, it's so, uh, it's so great because it's like you're, uh, you're doing this work where you're like undercutting all these people, but in the like, most simple way possible. How did you first get the idea to do this? Um, I started, um, just like writing messages or Facebook posts to, uh, to companies just with as myself saying like ridiculous things you know trying to get them to respond to weird requests and stuff right. like that just for humor's sake and then uh, after doing that for a while um you know a lot of times they wouldn't respond to me and then one night i just noticed that uh, there was actually a bunch of other people writing to companies and, and they were just not getting responded to at all and so i was like well if they're not going to respond maybe i could respond for them uh-huh. And so then I started uh, responding to people and then signing my name as uh, Ben Palmer, freelance customer service representative. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So this you weren't is... even like really lying. You were kind of lying, but not really. Yeah. And th- this is like a while ago when like mm-hmm. people just started like airing their complaints on Facebook and when the corporations just started joining Facebook. Because like in, in the beginning it was just like 
you know, what started out as just colleges and then it grew and then like everybody was on it. And then once everybody was on it, all of a sudden these corporations were on it mm-hmm. running ads and like, um, that was probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. Maybe a little more. Yeah. yeah something that was like the that. infancy of it. Yeah. My, my roommates and I used to do a lot of trolling on certain blogs cause we live downtown. We would comment on the blogs uh, just saying crazy, crazy pieces of disinformation. Like they're gonna build a target here, stuff like that. <laughs> I have a couple of friends who've done like, like similar types of pranks, but the stuff you're doing is different because it's like you've taken it to this next level, where you're like you're pretending to be the company. And so, I mean, how does it work? What, like, you've never, have you ever gotten in trouble or been like found out? Because it seems like. Obviously, you're showing a lot of this stuff when it works. Is, is it like mm-hmm. fishing for you where there's tons of this where nothing happens mm-hmm. and you have, you're like, it just takes a long time to get someone to bite? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's, it takes, it doesn't take a long time to get someone to bite. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can seem pretty easy. But, you know, like, for example, today I did responded to like five people and like one of them responded or two of them responded. But like getting a good interaction, that might take longer, you know, something worth sharing or like right. sharing as a video or like performing. Because um, I before I started making these videos out, this is my my live show and it still is. I mean, it was just a live oh, so show this, I was doing. It was a live show before you started doing the videos? Yeah. And then oh, um, how did that work exactly? Well, I was just like in Los Angeles trying to get seen, trying to do it wherever and then just just trying to book in myself where I could go. And um and then like coronavirus hit, I was like working for Uber and Lyft driving and doing that on the side. And then um, I had gotten a green screen for myself that I wanted to to start making these videos with maybe a month or so or a month mm-hmm. before that. And I just hadn't done it yet. And then once, you know, it was time for everyone to be inside, it was like, all right, well, it's time to make these videos. And it's um, so cool. Yeah, thanks. I wasn't sure if they were going to work because I'm like, TikTok's full of young people. I'm like, yeah. are they going to care about these Facebook comments? But um, yeah, like it caught on. It was so good. And I already had these bits ready because I had been performing them. Um, so I already had like a, you know, stuff I could share that I knew worked well for like audiences. And so I was like, all right, well, just I'm going to put out my stuff, you know. Um, That's so yeah, crazy, though. Well, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. What are you going to say? Um, I was trying to think of um, something you said before that I had something to say to, but I think I forgot now. We'll get to it. I know. Yeah. I'm just. I was sure that you had started this those type of performances after your TikTok stuff became viral. It just seemed right. like a cart before the like a just a natural progression. So right. how did the shows? What were the shows? What would it be then? What would you do on, at a show then? It started out as just stock photos. So before okay. I was before I started responding to people doing the customer service stuff, I was like kind of popular within like my little Facebook friend group in Atlanta of comedians okay. and people that followed me in Atlanta. And uh, I would just put stock photos, you know, I would post them with like the captions that I wrote for the stock photos. And uh, this is kind of back when stock photos were like still new, I feel. Like. Yeah. Now they're just like everywhere. So it's uh-huh. it's different. But back then, you know, people were like, this is a good good bit you're doing. And so someone said, you should do a show. And so I was like, all right. I mean, I was already doing just regular stand-up. So right. then I, I tried a show where I just put the stock photos on a screen and I just voiced, the, you know, the captions that I had wrote. I voiced the, them for the show. 
Uh-huh. I had like, I don't know, 20, 30. And that was my little set. And uh, it went well. And so then I did another one. And I think by the time I did the other one, I had started doing the customer service responses. And then so I started incorporating that. And then, you know, that started to become my thing, just using like a projector and a screen and doing like that as a show. And you would show like the increments, like you'd show what you what was posted. Then mm-hmm. you'd sh- the next slide would be like the response that slowly reveals yeah. like, the story of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so that happened before you started making the TikTok videos. Yeah. And then oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that became my thing. I would go on the road and um, you know, I went on some road trips doing stuff in the south, like random small cities in the south, and uh-huh. anywhere I could go, I would I would fly to um denver and Uh seattle and do my shows wherever i could get booked and um you know nobody was really coming to the shows (laughs) it's Um, impossible to get people to go to shows i can't i mean i find it to be i have to work so hard to get people to shows yeah and the best is like you'll be in someone's city and two days later, I'll be like, how come you didn't tell, tell I us? Know. It's like, you motherfucker. I told the world more than I was comfortable <laughs> with telling. I know. You're acting like, like, it's on you. It's insane how people that, get anyone to go to anything at all. It's that, incredible. That always happens. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> yeah, they're like, come to Minneapolis. I was literally there yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you talking about? No, so, yeah, then I was, you know, I did, I moved to L.A. and tried to do it. I got mm-hmm. on a couple of shows, like Ron Lynch. Tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, Ron's he, one of my oldest buddies. <laughs> yeah, he booked That's me, so and cool. he was one of the only people that booked me, and I was I love that for for him because it gives me gives me hope. And then San yeah. Francisco Sketch Fest books me. They booked me for a few years, and then obviously last year it was shut down, and then this year it yeah, got I was shut supposed down. to be I was supposed to be there this year. Yeah, but uh, nope. I know. Maybe next year if we're, were you all going alive, to. Uh, were you going to perform or I know one time they had like a superstore where everyone was, they do like the uh, Q and A's and stuff. This was just like a headlining. Uh, it's like something called like the, the 12 or something. It's like 12 oh. headliners do two shows or something. I can't oh, remember yeah. what it is. Something like that. Nice. Was doing, doing Were you comedy. there one year doing the superstore when they yeah, had everyone? Yeah, like okay. a table read. I was mm-hmm. there. I was there. You were? Yeah, I was in the audience for that because oh, I had a funny. show after that. I was opening up for... Um, I think that was when I was opening up for Marzuknik, which is uh, Seth Morris, um, uh, Jason Mansukis, and Nick okay. Kroll. Yeah, I know all those guys. Yeah, I opened that's for funny. them. I was after your Superstore thing. So that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. We're in the same building pretty much. Yeah, for a yeah. <laughs> that was a fun show. Yeah. yeah, the place was packed. It was awesome. Yeah, that was crazy. It was so weird to see that. I could never, just meeting people like, wow, you're really into this. I was really into this show. And you're like a seven-year-old or something. You, know? <laughs> you take a pics with seven-year-olds? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I mean, just the people who came up and asked questions and stuff. There was that one kid at the end who asked, I was expecting to hear something bad and heard something really good. I was like, wow, that's really surprising. It's always like, goes to show you should never, people always will surprise you with what the stuff they, what they like and what they don't like. Yeah. Based upon how they seem to be, to you. Yeah. yeah. They're always, um, like shattering your judgments. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. That seven-year-old is going to be like a huge celebrity someday. He's going to be like, when I was seven years old, I asked you a question. <laughs> You're going to be like, wow. You know, like, you like yeah. the Bradley uh, Cooper on like inside the actor's oh studio. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who was that? What, who was the episode with that he asked? Was it De Niro, I think? Yeah. It was De Niro, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Hopefully, I'll be the De Niro then. Yeah. I'll be going to be uh, the equivalent of Robert De Niro. Obviously, right. that would be me. <laughs> and he will be Bradley Cooper. So that's I like that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, man. So you with your I watched a bunch of your old TikToks. I scrolled through there today. And it's cool because like the the really early ones, they're kind of different, aren't they? They're not as you've sort of like I feel like you found a, a a pacing and a thing that works to work for your videos. How did you? Because I see in some of the earlier ones, obviously the the you kind of cleaned up the the way it looks, which is that's obviously just technical stuff. But as far as like voicing the characters, it like you used to kind of do more of a character voice for some of the responses. Huh. And I was like, oh, it's, I mean, maybe, maybe not aware of this, but it, it seems to be like you sort of made it more where it was like just you and like your deadpan way of saying stuff is, uh, is kind of what you do always do now with all the videos, right? It's very like you say like the, what the person's saying, very deadpan because it's like this weird, to me, it's funny because the dichotomy of some person saying something super ridiculous and reactionary, but you saying it in your voice. Yeah. It's instead of being like, um, like a character, like voiceover, is there like, can you, do you think like there was like, um, are you conscious of like a progress of, of, um, how you came about the way you do them now? Or was it sort of just like, was it trial and error or was it something where you just liked the way you have it now is just how you ended up liking to make the videos? Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't notice that like being more character early on and not his character. I don't, I don't think that to me, I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> I like, um, I like when stuff makes you, uh, say it in like a different voice because it's like, uh, it brings energy, you know, yeah. like I don't try to be super deadpan, but again, though, my videos, I'm just recording like by myself mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't have, when I do the live show, I have much more energy because I'm feeding off of people. Well, yeah, it's a live show. Yeah. Yeah, it's so different. But, I mean, TikTok is definitely not the same medium as a live show. There's stuff that it just, I don't know, to me, it's, I still don't fully understand it. Yeah. I'll ne- I may never will, I may never really understand how it works because I feel like it's maybe a little bit of a generational thing. But there's something about your videos that really work, that really resonate. And so, was there like one that first, hit that's like, what i was gonna shit. say i think i just caught on early and that's what i was like mm-hmm. i remember when vine came out i feel yeah, like i, I com- vine. completely missed that and i was like man okay i just wasn't ready for it and i'm like then i heard about tiktok and i was like okay i have to put my stuff out here this is like because it always goes in waves you know it's like mm-hmm. sometimes it can be really hard to grow on like instagram or youtube because there's like they're already solidified they already have their people on there and then when like a new app comes out, it's like everyone for themselves and you can kind of get in there. And so I was like, all right, I got to go on TikTok. Um, the first video that did really well was the, um, and this was a bit that I was doing on stage. Um, it was back when Target changed their dressing policy, like their bathroom policy, so that like transgender people could use the restroom right. that corresponded with their gender identity. And it was like a huge hot button issue. Everyone was writing to Target and freaking out about it. And uh, someone... Um, wrote to them and said uh, they should change the policy that way because pedophiles could enter the areas. Pedophiles yeah, could get the into excuse. the bathrooms. Yeah. 
And so then I responded as a as a page called the pedophiles and said, we're going to enter these areas regardless of the bathroom policy. <laughs> I haven't seen this one. This is good. This is good. That, <laughs> oh, that was wow. my first. That was the first video that that did well. And before then, it was just like a radio silence. And so then once that one did well, I was like, OK, that was one of my bits that worked on stage. Let me put some more out that worked on stage. And then those started doing well. And then it started to grow from there. And and now, yeah, now it's just like then I ran out of material. I'm like, I don't have any, anything new. Now I just have to make new stuff. And I feel like, you know, I probably went through like a, a phase where things weren't. I don't know. I'm just, you know, it's like you got to write a lot to get something good. That's why I feel like. Mm-hmm. So like you're seeing, you might be seeing volume, you know, I'm like, I can't watch some of the TikTok. I keep them on there because I don't want people to see just all my greatest hits because I want them to come to the show and be surprised. Right. But like I still keep stuff on there that I'm not super proud of, but I'm like, it's, it's there and I'm, you know, I'm moving on. <laughs> I hope people don't go look at it and think that's, that's it, you know, cause I'm like, I'm doing new stuff. I'm trying to create different, better stuff. Is that how it works with TikTok? It's a lot of it's a volume game. It's not necessarily. Um, do you feel like that's how the, you get rewarded the most there? That's by- what people say, but I don't believe that. Cause like, yeah, I'm like, I started doing like, like you got to do one video every day. I'm like, well, now I just suck. That's a lot. Yeah, now I just suck because I'm not. It's not good every day. I gotta. Mm-hmm. I need to build it up and pick the best. The, let the cream rise to the top. That's, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's quality. I think just like just like anything else. I think it's quality. And not just quantity, yeah. Yeah. But, like, people who are able to produce, like, videos three times a day and then they have a thing where it works and it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem – it's not bad for them, then, yeah, that's good for them. You know, there are people like that. I'm like, this one dude I follow my – I don't know. He does, like, four videos a day. I'm like – but he's working for him. He's not – it's not bad, you know. It's like power to you. They're also – they're not very produced videos, though, are they? They're more like – right kind of just like hey, you know like i'm dumping <laughs> all the cereal into a bowl yeah <laughs> i mean some of those videos i've kind of there's a section of tiktok i think mine's been so heavily curated because i don't follow that many people and i say no to so much stuff that i pretty much see like mongolians eating beef in the snow mm-hmm. i see like weird chinese countryside cooking and i see like mexican construction workers like making fun of each other and I'll see like a couple, every once in a while I'll see like a big one that's like, oh, this dog did like a flip into the basketball hoop kind of thing. I'll see those. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't see the stuff where it's like like some some fucking trash person who is in like a, a $100,000 kitchen making a making a giant bowl of cereal right. and using like a gallon, five gallons of syrup on their pancakes. Like, oh, look at this. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is like something that's for maybe like 10 year olds 11 yeah. year olds something you're on, really yeah you're on like youtuber tiktok because that's like i exploded a giant hamburger or shit like that <laughs> but oh. it's like really high produced and they like the thumbnail is like really good looking it's like mm-hmm. a guy with his face with his mouth mouth wide open and yeah, yeah there's like arrows and stuff <laughs> that stuff is crazy to me how like how much um how much of how many views they get and stuff but then yeah. it's all to me it's like this is so it's so gross. I really don't. I really don't like it. You and gotta. You have, gotta. You gotta carve out your algorithm. You gotta yeah. start searching for stuff that you like, and then try to train the algorithm to get you that more of that stuff. You sound like you're in a weird world there. Well, I only <laughs> see those once in a while. A lot of times, I'll just see people commenting on those videos. They will do like a stitch. Be like, this is terrible. So yeah. I am kind of seeing 
what I want because I'm seeing the person who oh, also yeah. hates this thing. Yeah, but yeah. I still have to see it. Like this thing is, I'll, I'll click back on and look at it. Like this thing is, like how is this? Or you know what the 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 classic one of all time is the the Island Boys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's the one where. Oh, like everyone hates this, right? Everyone thinks this is terrible. But then you look and they, these guys have like a cameo and they're selling tons and tons of cameos. <laughs> so it's this thing where is it people love to hate this? And these guys, because their their brains are kind of broken, they mm -hmm. don't care. Any attention is good attention to them. So they're just like, yes, well, we're the island boys. We will we are, we'll do more of this thing where we are sort of rap singing in a hot tub kind of yeah. thing and it works yeah it's, it's so strange to me it's this thing where i guess i don't quite get how what they're thinking but maybe they, i'm thinking that they're thinking too much they've 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 found like a hack they've like hacked our the psychology of <laughs> like the groups of people that follow them like the people that love to hate them or they, they're promoting them in a way but it's like a good way it's not working against them you know like yeah, all the it's comments working people shitting on them is like entertainment in, in itself and then they're not bothered by it so they just keep keep feeding the, ma the machine it's That's so just, strange it's, yeah. it makes me um not believe in humans that much because it feels like no, something yeah. that's kind of nasty there's a, now there's the, um, the one tiktoker he's like the number one tiktoker and he is his whole thing is literally not saying anything just pointing out obvious solutions to people's quote-unquote life hacks. Really? Yeah. So there'll be like a video, a video of a life hack, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then you'll have his video stitched along with it, and he, he just holds his hands out and goes, mm -hmm. like, makes a face like, well, that's just. The number just, one TikToker? I'm pretty sure he passed wow. um, that Charlie girl. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. It's probably uh, lonely at the top. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you want to be up a number number one TikToker slash comedian. I don't know if that's a good spot to be. Yeah, you're gonna to have to because you have to appeal to so many people. Mm -hmm. You know, like dancers and young TikTok superstars that are just like good looking kids that are that teenagers love. You know, like mm -hmm. those are the number one spots. <laughs> I don't think you want to be like edgy or like like a good comedian is not gonna make it up there. Yeah. <laughs> So do you feel like you've kind of like this is like a, a big this is a big part of your life now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, well, I've always wanted to be a, a touring comedian or just a professional mm -hmm. comedian in any any aspect, just not have to work and do comedy. Right? So, yeah, I'm starting to people from TikTok are starting to come to shows. And so, yeah, I'm touring and I'm I'm like polishing my set. And I feel like TikTok has helped helped me get better. Um, because I'm, I have to write more and I have to put more stuff out there to get people to come to the shows. Right. So I don't do post anything. Nothing happens. It's like right. the thing doesn't move. It just stays still. <laughs> it's like once you get like the followers, they, they don't just keep coming. They, you have to keep engaging and putting stuff out there. So yeah. that's how it helps me sell tickets by putting content out there and then you know putting good content out there is what helps the most. So then I'm like, all right, gotta got to write. And um, yeah, I feel like it's helped my my overall stage set, which like shit on TikTok doesn't always work. It doesn't always translate. Like if a video does really well on TikTok, doesn't always work well on stage. Sometimes mm -hmm. it just doesn't sound good or I don't know. Something was yeah. there's like a lost in translation thing. But a lot of them that do good on TikTok do good on stage. 
but yeah, not all of them. It's like, um, so I'm still like polishing in that, in that regard, figuring stuff out and how to make the set flow and stuff like that. You ever think about having some sort of a weird VR thing so you can show up as, um, what's her name? Jackie from the Colorado and times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad you brought that up. There's another, another like bit or whatever, besides the Facebook comments. Emailing, one more time. emailing kind of, corporations kind of, and pretending to be a journalist. That's like a fun. Yeah, name. that stuff to me is because I've done a lot of prank stuff. I mean, I used to do a lot of phone calls, my old podcast, and I always call uh, corporations because you can say what you want on the phone because they're recording it. So it gives you uh, it gives you license to record it as well without asking permission. Oh, that's a good idea. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah, because all those I do calls now and mm-hmm. I don't like them. They're freaking uncomfortable. But like I do calls now and I have to check and make sure that they're in a state that that it allows uh, one party consent. Yeah, that's that's very few states. So don't, my workaround was to call corporations because they're already recording anyways. It's, yeah, it's a it's like a it's really difficult because you have to make a lot of calls to get through to someone. And even then, if to make it like interesting at all, it's like it takes so much time. Yeah. But when it's good, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. It's fun. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done it in a while, but I wanted to get back into it with Twitch. Doing it on, I did it on Twitch a bunch of times where I would call people on Twitch. I call like just random stores and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's okay too because also it's like it's live, so I'm not recording it. I guess technically, you know, it's one of those things where it's illegal. It's, it's legal until someone tells you you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I approach a lot of stuff. So you've never had any kind of running with any of that stuff at all? No, or, other than like people telling me to stop using their domain like after the colorado and times i tried some other domains to email from like i had one that looked like the telegraph like the actual newspaper in the uk right and i was emailing emailing fox news and then uh the telegraph the real telegraph was like you have to stop doing this (laughs) so i said i said it's fine yeah they said uh please desist and i said i will desist and i will also cease as an added added sweetener I'll, i'll cease as well but like um I read about this reporter for, uh, or quote unquote reporter. She pretended to be a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. Right. And she would actually go to like news conferences and stuff, like in real life, and pretend. And the Wall Street Journal asked her to stop like dozens of times before they took action legally and sued her. And so I was like, what was okay. What she doing? She, was she just using it so she could get, get access? Is that yeah. all? Or was she just doing it for like personal clout like she wanted to be regarded as a journalist (laughs) maybe just insanity i'm not sure why she was doing it but they sued her they sued her but they only sued her after they asked her to stop like a bunch of times and so i read that i read their lawsuit and i was like oh they asked her a bunch of times before this so i was like okay well let's try that because then i can kind of trick people into getting responses they think they're actually talking to the telegraph and that's how fox news was like they're like I was like, I go straight to the top because I emailed the CEO like a meme yeah. I made of Tucker Carlson. And they're like, why did you email the CEO? I was like, well, that's our policy at the Telegraph. We go straight to the top. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, that's funny. I've never heard of the Telegraph. I've dealt with the Telegraph before. And then they've never had that policy before. And then like, yeah, like not too long after that, I got an email from the Telegraph. So I don't know Fox News like told them. I was like, hey. someone's tattled. Pre- yeah. And so I was like, okay, delete this domain. You know, move on. I, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> so you had an entire domain. Yeah, I get the domain. Which I mean, they're not expensive. So like, but still, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of 
How do you organize everything? How do you have like, do you have like a spreadsheet or something that you can? Um... <laughs> no, Google organizes it for you. You just go to your domains.google.com and then here are your domains. And after I use one and it's not working or I have to delete it, I just stop paying for it. Um, there was one, so San Francisco Gate, I pretended to be them, sfgate.digital mm-hmm. instead of sfgate.com because I was available and it was cheap. And nobody knows. <laughs> no one has any idea. Well, I was emailing Amazon and uh, uh-huh. sending them Jeff Bezos memes I wrote and trying uh-huh. to get like a confirmation and trying to get like a back and forth with them, get them to respond. And then I guess they told sfgate. And then sfgate made me go through this big, weird legal thing with Google wasn't anything like I was getting sued, but it was like wow. I have to transfer this domain to you now. It's theirs. So now that wow. is their that is their domain. Damn. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely uh, hitting that. You're kind of bumping up against some stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I just feel frustrated with stuff. You know, like, like say, like I don't know. I'm just gonna make up an example. I don't know, Costco or something. It's just like not Costco. That's actually a nice company. I don't know. Some companies really shitty to their employees, and you know, I was a lot of especially like during strikes, and the employees go on strike, and then the company says nothing about the strike. Right. Like, you're not gonna say anything, you know, and like nothing. You have nothing to say about this. So I want to be like, I want to see what they have to say. You know, I want to try to to get to talk to like the CEOs and those people. They're always just they get to hide behind. They say nothing the, at all. Yeah, the the yeah. people at the bottom. And so I'm like, it just makes me angry. So I'm like, I want to figure out how to get in there and, and talk to them, you know. Um, there was one I feel like, um, maybe it was a, it was after I read this book uh, by Kevin Mitnick called uh, Ghosts in the Wires. He's the original hacker, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I read him. Kevin his, Mitnick. Yeah, his book was really cool about how he used mm-hmm. to, um, like, social engineer his way into phone companies. And one thing I learned he did, he would call the company – he was trying to get into and then uh he would get like a name and he would like ask them a question like hey i'm trying to get into uh this does that not work is this work i'm trying to get into this this uh i don't know something i'm trying to get into this and they're like no no that's bob that's bob you got to call bob for that so then he would be like okay bob then he called back talked to another person like hey this is bob <laughs> like hey this is bob i um you know so he would just get little bits of information from each person he uh-huh. talked to and then kind of use that to like to like as his little plan i did that once where i felt like and this is probably i probably wasn't doing things that were legal like because i think if you interfere with business if you interfere with someone's business and they really want to sue you they can really how so interfere in what way so Just like, like waste for, our time for example dr oz was going to speak at the direct selling this association oh you saw i this? love this one oh, yeah thanks. i mean i've seen i think i've seen most of your video i mean I've seen about fifty or sixty of them. I definitely have seen a lot of them. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, they're just—they're so good because they're like so short, and they're so punchy, (laughs) and it's kind of like—I don't know—it's just like a wham bam. Thanks, man. uh, I—I can't get enough of it. Yeah, but I saw. Go ahead with the Dr. Oz one. You should explain it. So he was speaking at a um, direct selling association event, and they're basically a collection of all the multi-level marketing companies, the pyramid scheme companies. Yeah, they're criminals. They yeah. are 100% criminals. Yeah, they have like a loophole. <laughs> they're like, yeah. their loophole is, oh, we can be a pyramid scheme and like a cult, but we, as long as we sell the product directly, then we're not a complete pyramid scheme and a cult. So, right. But they're like, yeah, we're not a pyramid scheme because you can sell this product directly. But then when you join the company, they're like, 
you need to recruit all your friends. That's all they do, you know? So Dr. Oz was like speaking at one of these events. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. So anyways, I made a meme that said, (laughs) uh, pyramid schemes are bad for your health. And it was like Dr. Oz. I emailed that to them. And uh, the PR person said, no, that's not him. I don't know who did this. They're in a legal breach by doing this. They shouldn't have done this, blah, blah, blah. It's not him. I'm like, okay, thank you. So then I got her like signature, her email signature and copied it and made a Dr. Oz lookalike domain, which is like DrOz.org or something like that. That's crazy. You got that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they're cheap, I'll get it. Sometimes they're like uh-huh. $300. I'm like, I-, I can't do that. Okay. A lot of times they're like 12 bucks. My, like, I'll do 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So like, like bought that. And then I emailed the direct selling association event person and said, Hey, we got this, uh, doctor, this Dr. Oz quote on your website is messed up. Why did he say, why do you have this on your website? And it was just another meme I made up of their website, right. the Dr. Oz picture on their website saying he's going to be a keynote speaker. I just like changed it to say um, he's the best-selling author of Pyramid Schemes Are Bad for Your Health. So then, <laughs> then they wrote back and they're like, uh, they're like, wait, what? They're like a little confused, right? And uh, oh, and I pretended to CC the 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 first PR person that I talked to. I pretended, How did you pretend to? I just typed in a different email address. Uh, I think her name was like Cheryl, right? So instead of right. uh, the L, I use like a capital I. <laughs> Oh something my like, god <laughs> oh so i was like i see so they're like yeah. then now they really think they're talking to someone from the dr oz show who's upset about this mm-hmm. fake quote on their website then they're confused right and then like a day or two later i get an email from another guy i don't know who he was but he's someone from the direct selling association and he said he talked to dr oz and he was calling him oz in the email he's like oz and i are trying oz. to get to the bottom of this i'm like oh shit dr oz saw this that that's pretty cool then yeah. I, then i got the email from sherry the original person and she like put two and two together and figured out like this person's pretending to work for the dr oz show and then like ripped me a new one you know don't ever type dr oz's name again and i was like okay now it's kind of getting serious i gotta shut it down i don't want them to sue me so i said yeah because i feel like if it if dr oz backed out or something drastic then then they could sue me like you fucked up our business right how could they sue you though? Because you're so you're totally anonymous, right? Yeah, true. Well, let's see the TikTok. Let's see the TikTok. Let's see the TikTok. This is TikTok. <laughs> but are they able to um like? Because don't you have to give? Do you have to get a lot of information when you register a domain or no? No, I think um I think that shit is is private. You can look up the okay. who is information on the domain and can see when it was registered, right. which is something they could be doing when they're responding to my emails. They can right. look at that domain and say, when was this registered? Then they could say, oh, it was registered yesterday. Not really Not Dr. Legit. Oz. Yeah. yeah. So, but like Google, like if the FBI wanted to get that information from Google, they could. But like the common person or user can't get that information. They can only see when it was made. Um, so then... We're talking like, about the FBI now. Now we start talking about <laughs> what the FBI can and can't do because you clearly thought about this. So then, um, then Cheryl—I don't even know if that was her name—writes the original person, me, who wrote the email that, to begin with, which was Jackie at the Colorado and Times, uh, who she thinks is like a news reporter, and says, "Hey, right. we got to the bottom of this. This is somebody just pretending to be us." And and then so I wrote back and said, "Thanks for letting me know." Oh no, she said. This is just somebody who's running a scam. And I said, yeah, yeah, I hate scams. One time someone tried to get me to join one of those multi-level marketing companies. Have a great day. 
And then she's like, <laughs> have a great day. Have a great weekend. I'm like, and I don't think they ever realized. <clears throat> I don't think they basically... ever. Yeah. But that was after so I read funny. that Ghost in the Wires book. I was like, okay, that's a good little trick, right? <laughs> yeah. We also should say that Kevin Mitnick did go to prison. Sorry, I, I missed it. You say I should say what? Oh, uh, Kevin Mitnick, Mitnick did go to prison. Right. <laughs> for a number of years. Yeah. He was. And he did. Yeah. Now was not allowed to use a phone, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was amazing yeah. with a phone. He could do all sorts of shit. Because that's back when you could do stuff with like the, um, you could click it a certain number of times to access the operator. Yeah. Right? Because he would access the operator and he would tell them something they would believe and they would connect him to something and he would like go in and like, um, he would do like touch tone communication, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it gets deep. It's one of those things where like, I don't even know what he was doing, you know? Like it just, it gets to be so much and there's all sorts of different technology back then and the way things yeah. worked, there's like pre-internet or like at the very beginning of the internet and phones were like, that was like, if you're a hacker, you weren't on a computer yet. You're on the phone. On the phone. Yeah. It's interesting because this stuff, man, it's so interesting to think about that because like, you, like your account is obviously Palmer trolls and trolling is like something everyone knows about now. It's like, uh, it's in the zeitgeist. It's like a thing we, we call someone a troll and I'll say, oh, you're just trolling. But the idea that you're a hacker, it's more accurate. That you're like you're basically hacking these people to get them to respond to something that's blatantly false. Oh, that's that that's great. I've always wanted to be a hacker. Yeah. It sounds awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, you are a hacker. I mean, because don't hack like a lot of hackers. They don't hack to like get stuff. They hack just for what they call it, like uh, freak freaking. Freaking, or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, this is some. This right here is some old shit we're talking about here. This is very Phone much freaking. like. Uh, 90s stuff yeah phone freaking anarchist cookbook yeah. the jolly roger all that kind of stuff yeah so you were used to read all you used to read all that i all remember those, when um, i was a teenager i knew about the anarchist cookbook but i think it was yeah. a little over my head back then but i used really? to always want to be a a hacker and i remember one time i went into some aol instant messenger group called hacking <laughs> yeah or AOL. hell AOL. hell <laughs> yeah that was the hacking group i tried i was like i want to be hacker but i didn't have any technical expertise whatsoever right like i just had friends who did and i was like yeah I, i'm into this i know what i'm doing i can talk about it but actually i have literally no idea how to, i couldn't write a line of code to save my life right back then so it's like i'm not a hacker i'm just a fucking a script uh, kitty conf- yeah a script kitty that's yeah a thing yeah yeah that's oh those are kids those are hackers who just copy that's what i was too like Okay, My I wasn't fr- even that. We used to do punters. You ever punt each other on Instant Messenger? No, what's that? When you punt someone off, you say, <laughs> we like punt off kids in our school. But like, we didn't like, like, all right, get the punter out. And, well, we punt, punt each other too. But like, right. yeah, it was like a program you'd run that would punt people off Instant Messenger. So they're like chatting and then all of a sudden it shuts them off. <laughs> That's cool. We do like warn wars. Do you ever warn somebody on Instant Messenger? No. AIM. There was some is... feature that was so dumb as it just called warn. And mm-hmm. I guess if you don't want someone's doing something you don't like you click warn and it warns them and your yeah. warning level has a percentage when you get to 100 percent, you can't chat anymore so okay. we'd have warn wars <laughs> like warn each other and then be like if you don't respond to somebody they can't warn you so then we make up a fake account and be like pretending to be like a girl be like hey i think you're cute and oh then they respond God. and like warn <laughs> and then they're like stuck and they can't they can't comment or can't 
can't instant message anymore, or at least for like a day so you, or something. <laughs> you've been doing this forever, then basically. I guess, yeah. Well, that. Do you ever think not, about that not, though? Is that hacking though? I think that's just fucking around. But it's it's the same. It's the spirit of the same thing. Right. Sometimes I think about stuff like what I do for a living, like what I like to do, like my hobbies and stuff. I think back to stuff I did as a kid. I'm I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like a lot of times I feel like I've basically been doing the same thing forever, just kind of different stakes and maybe different situations. But really, yeah. the essence of it has never really changed. Totally. That essentially, you're doing the same thing. You're, you're pretending to be somebody um, to fuck with someone for fun. That's true. Yeah. It's like so funny to think about like just nothing, <laughs> nothing ever changes. Did you? I know. That is true. I mean, it, yeah. It's, and we forget, you know, like time goes on. And we think we've changed so much. But then if you like look at something you wrote down a long time ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I was like, I liked that back then, too. Or, you know, yeah. did you ever cross connect um, people? Did you ever do that where you do the, the three way call? I never figured out how to do that. I've, I mean, I'm, you're probably a big fan of Longmont Potion Castle. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. OK, of course. I don't have to even ask. But, yeah, I mean, I've listened to hundreds of hours of Longmont. Yeah. And so I feel like some things i just will leave to to the professional that is right Longmont. yeah um, yeah he's so good like you can't even i mean he's been doing it since the 80s before i knew who that was when i was in like high school my one friend mm-hmm. had a phone at his house we had two lines that's how we could do it he had two phone lines oh okay yeah i didn't have two phone lines but he did and so he knew how to mm-hmm. call he, call, he called dell tech support on one line <laughs> And Dell tech support on the other line at the same time. And as soon as the tech support people answered, he merged the call. So then right. they're both like, hi, thanks for calling. Hi, thanks for calling Dell. And then they'd be like, um, how can I help you? But no, how can I help you? you. <laughs> like, and then we'd listen and just like see where it went, like laugh and stuff. <laughs> but uh, have that, you ever, have you ever, oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was saying that's cool that you brought up Longmont Pushing Castle. I actually haven't known about him for a long time, maybe a, a year or two or something but someone mentioned him and yeah he's so good at getting those getting a rise out of people and like making funny phone calls he's like the ice in his veins master he does stuff where you're like how do you not take offense to that and just flip it on its head (laughs) right i mean maybe he does he doesn't release them but because i've done a lot of prank phone calls and sometimes there's one time I called this uh, Robex Juice in uh, on Hillhurst, I think, or something. Because mm-hmm. I went in there one time with a friend. I was like, there's legitimately 15 or 16 security cameras in a Robex. Like, this is insane. This is a fucking, you go to get a smoothie? Like, what are they What are they guarding against here? <laughs> so I called them up as a prank phone call on the podcast. And I was like, hey, um, man, I love that you guys have all those cameras. It's so great. I love that it's really safe in there. Um, you know, obviously 9-11 was a big deal. I'm glad that like Robax is, <laughs> will not be a victim of terrorism because you just have this locked in. I just really, I really appreciate that. And I love that. I was clearly talking to like probably a 19 year old, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all these fucking blenders worrying the background. <laughs> I just kept saying like, it's so great. I love to talk to someone, your manager about how you guys run your security. Cause I have an operation I'm trying to figure out cause it's just like, you know, terrorism is such a real threat and it's, <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys are just so safe there with all the all the surveillance and the cameras. And I got a call back from some other number of who's like the manager calling me like, you're making threats? You're making terroristic threats to our what? our company? Like, you cannot do that. I will call the FBI, the police. I'm like, um, 
Uh, no, I no, I didn't. I didn't do that at all. I was complimenting your company. <laughs> I, re- I really was. Somehow, like it was like a telephone thing where this guy got the message, like, yeah, some guy just called a terrorist threat into our place. I'm like, I said, did not say that at all. But it got me spooked because I was like, God damn, this mm. is my Google Voice number I use for pranks. Like, I wonder if they can trace me at all. I mean, I should have not. I should, if I was Longmont, I would have just been like, uh, um, what? I'm sorry. I think you have the wrong number. I don't know what you're. Yeah. Like, you know, I just played dumb, or whatever. But I didn't. I let him like I acknowledged it. And I, once you don't, once you acknowledge it, you're you're toast. He got all, <laughs> so he was so pissed. I haven't recorded oh something. I think I released it a while ago. But it's also I sound like a fucking little shrimp. <laughs> I don't like the way I sound in that. Yeah. Have you ever had someone like really um kind of like spook you a bit? Um. I know the feeling. I do know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, he took that a little out of context there. But. Oh, 100%. It was like, I was, that's why I was so, like, so uh, thrown off because I was like, this is, I did not make any threats whatsoever. I'm just talking to this guy. Yeah. And he's clearly a dumbass and he just misinterpreted what I was saying. Terrorism. He heard the word terrorism. It was like when the algorithm on Instagram or Facebook, you, you like say, you're like, child labor is bad and then they're like this post has been removed for talking about child labor I'm like no i yeah. said it was bad that's why like it's not say it's not child labor it's me saying it's bad that was like what it's, they missed they missed that one <laughs> they definitely did i want to see i've read about that in his interviews like he knows ways they can trace you so like longmont does yeah so he knows okay. how to he knows what to do what to avoid which i have no clue so well, you, but you're not doing a lot of phone stuff, right? So, I'm sorry, you went out not, for a sec. Are we back? Are you there? Um, I hear you. Do you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. My connection's bad. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how that stuff works exactly with the tracing and stuff. But yeah. So I definitely. I was freaked out when that guy said that stuff. So I'm like, totally. this is. I don't want to get out of hand. Yeah. But you haven't had any kind of thick. It's different with email and stuff, then, isn't it? Because it's so. There's like probably it, billions of emails, right? So. It's not always. Because I, um, I read those those laws when they talk about wiretapping, that it also applies. A lot of the states, the same rule applies for electronic communications. And wow. uh, I didn't even realize that. So I'm like, ooh, some of those videos, I'm like, <laughs> those were. Because uh, they're like to California, like SpaceX or whatever. I'm like, that was. Right. Yeah, that, that was a two party consent uh but whatever i think sometimes you mean with an I'll, email like an emails two-party yeah, consent yeah but some of those wow, it's the same that. the same rules apply wow i think sometimes though it's like okay i try to avoid it but it's other times it's like what if they really did like what if spacex was like we didn't think that was funny now we're taking you to court then all those people who had no idea about that interaction would know about it like it would get publicized it's like the, yeah. the streisand effect she had some. Oh, what is that? She had like a, a house she was trying to sell or something with a house that she didn't want people to know about. So she filed like a cease and desist, and then that became news of like Streisand filed cease and desist about, and then people knew about it. If she wouldn't have said shit, they wouldn't have known about yeah. it. So I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't think it would be a good idea for them to sue me. Although I probably I don't even know what would happen then. I'd be in trouble. But like, it would just create more publicity around the thing that i was trying to do i was trying to make a joke uh-huh. and i would love for people to see the joke <laughs> and you're always trying to embarrass them on a specific issue that is embarrassing 
it's something where it's like a hole in their armor or something where they've, they've made a mistake. So it behooves them not to make it public, right? Right, yeah. That's interesting. So was there other, were there other books or people that influenced you early on that, to sort of like, that made you want to do stuff like this? Um, I don't know, but while you said that, I remembered in that Kevin Mitnick book, he had one bit where he learned how to hack into the fast food um, the McDonald's like fast food drive through speaker. Really? And then him and his friend sat in the car like a, like the parking lot over and then would like intercept and be like, no, nah, you're not getting fries today. And I was like, damn, that sounds so fun. Like that would be so cool to do that. That um, stuff is outrageously fun. <laughs> David Letterman did that too once. The old oh, David yeah. Letterman bit. They let him go into Taco Bell and run the register, run the mm-hmm. speaker. And he was just like, you know, being funny, talking shit to people. Have you ever talked to someone who's like really funny and and kind of down with stuff where it's not like it's not it's the opposite of um, being like pushing back and yeah um, in the corporate world not so much sometimes the okay. people I'm trolling on Facebook will think it's funny and just and then they'll start playing along you know okay um, one time I sent um, not SpaceX but uh, Jeff Bezos's company uh, Blue Origin a meme. I made of uh, Jeff Bezos that said uh, he's going to put all his money in space so they couldn't tax it. And then they wrote back and said, like, LOL in all caps. They're like, this is clearly fabricated. But that was like, they thought it was funny. That's <laughs> it was good. like the PR person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I talked to someone in Halliburton once years ago, and it was like the best conversation I've ever had. We even talked about chemtrails and stuff. And mm-hmm. she was like, super nice. But I think it's because she just worked at like a local office in Louisiana. It wasn't like someone high up in the corporate ladder or anything. Mm-hmm. But some of those people, it's strange when you talk to them when they're like, I feel like much lower, they kind of don't give a fuck about stuff. Yeah. Because it's just like, they, they just, I work for these these assholes too. Right. So they don't really care that much. Right. That's right. Um, that's like a, a hurdle I'm trying to, because sometimes I'm like, man, these people are just nice people just doing the dirty work. And I don't yeah. want the prank to be on them. I'm you try- want to be on like the PR the PR, what do you call it? Like the, the yes man. The uh, what do you call it? The, yeah, you don't want to be on the, the yes man. They're, they're just like making regular money too. You know, they're just like trying to get by. That this is just their job. They probably don't give a shit about this Jeff Bezos either. But like, it's hard to get a hold of Jeff Bezos. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know one one thing I tried to do, um, and I stopped doing because it's a lot of work, as you know, fucking podcasts, but. Uh, I was working for Lyft in in Los Angeles, and it's a brutal fucking job driving people. Talking about around. driving? Yeah, yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. So I was bitter, and uh, I watched like interviews of the Lyft CEOs and, and the president on like MSNBC, mm-hmm. and they're just giving them these easy questions about the stock market, and it just, ugh. I'm like, why can't you just ask them questions like I want to ask, like how bad this fucking job sucks and how you're not doing anything to make it better? So mm-hmm. I I made a, a quote unquote podcast where I played like senior editor at, at, at it was business insider or buzzfeed and then i interviewed i interviewed the lyft ceo but it was just my friend and i just wrote a script and then had him answer the questions and then um you know i like made memes of it and then like tweeted it out to get attention my my goal was to do like what i'm doing now but as a podcast so like uh-huh. it's a, a podcast that's like trolling so like lyft sent me a cease and desist right away and I had some momentum going with the podcast, and then they got it shut down. <laughs> well, why would they shut down the whole podcast? Because they're because it was. 
because uh, I said it was the CEO and it wasn't. But it's parody, right? I would say it's parody. The problem with parody is, is do you want to go to court to make to argue that it's going to cost money? Mm-hmm. And you're going to go up against people who are they have unlimited resources. Yeah, exactly. That's I got a cease and desist from Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> That's funny. And um, I was like, well, I guess we're just gonna gonna do that. We didn't, resp- didn't reply. I just took down all the pictures. I made these shirts that said Goldman Sachs, but mm-hmm. it had the the logo of. Bass Pro Shops, just the same number of letters and everything. I sold a lot of them. I sold a couple hundred of them. Oh, that's awesome. But the problem is it's it's got like, you know, the IP of Bass Pro Shops, which is the distinctive, the fish, the jumping bass. Yeah. And it was full color and everything. So they were like, you can't use this because this is our trademarked look and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. This is this is your thing. Right. So I, I haven't altered it. Even though I technically could say, well, this is a hand hand-drawn rendered version of it this is art i'm not i'm not using your logo i'm um i'm doing what andy warhol did which is technically the same thing but warhol was an artist not a he was i mean it all goes back to it's all like who's representing who and what the what the popular attitude is yeah and warhol was able to get away with it because he was so uh he wasn't making a commentary whatsoever he was literally just drawing it because it's like it's art. he's drawing something that's popular, but he's hand drawing it to kind of render this thing in a way that upends the nature of it. And for, that's kind of what I'm doing, but I'm also putting in a different company's logo into there. So that's sort of, you could say it's a political statement. You could also say it's misrepresenting the brand, Yeah. but it's also something where I'm not making a one-off. Or if I made a one-off painting that showed there was the Goldman Sachs um, in place of Bass Pro Shops, then I might be able to argue it. But even then, it would have to be so popular. It would be I'd be willing to argue like this in a court. And even then, it's something where I'm, I'm probably not going to win that. What made you? What made you come up with that? I just have always liked um, like logo stuff. I just think it's funny. I don't know why I've always done that, but I just I think I. Um, I don't know. I, I started making like a bunch of like bank logos and stuff just because I think it's f- funny to make a logo for a business that I think is kind of terrible, but make it like, I think the first one I did was um, the Patagonia logo, but it said Monsanto <laughs> and I, I've awesome. been selling those shirts. I haven't sold them. I haven't sold them again. I haven't had them reprinted or anything, but I love how you also um, capitalize on it. <laughs> You're just like, well, those did exactly. well. Those did well. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's because I'm I'm making money off it, so it's not the same as just an artist. You hear about this guy who takes photos in um like Walmart of Walmart displays and paints them? I think so. Yeah, he does like these meticulous, beautiful paintings of of like uh, all the chips in yeah. the chip section yeah. or something like I've that. Seen that. And he got in a little trouble for a while, but he was like, I I have no feelings. Anyway, I'm sure he does, but he doesn't. He's never said at all, like, "Oh, I think this this is a condemnation of consumer culture, or this is right. a promotion of it." He's just like, "I just like the way it looks, and I like to paint it." And so they let him keep doing it because they were going to stop him for a while. And they, now I think one of his paintings, like his paintings, sell for a lot of money. And I think one of them's up in the headquarters at Walmart in uh, wherever that is in Missouri. Because his whole thing is just very, very cold detachment, like as an observer, he's just observing this thing, 
And I feel like that's the same with Warhol. Warhol was like, he's just looking at this thing and saying, isn't this strange or weird? Mm-hmm. Didn't say it's bad. Didn't say it's good. He just like, I'm like, the, op, the, the idea of looking at something is, that's the art, is the viewpoint and nothing else. Yeah. But I think what I was doing was definitely not that. <laughs> I mean, I continue to do that. But at the same time, I also do feel that people will say like, oh, dude, why would you put that company on there? It's, and I'm kind of like, well, I mean, Goldman Sachs isn't going anywhere. Neither is Monsanto. Neither is like any of these companies. It's more just, I think it's, uh, I don't, like they'll get mad. They'll say like one in a hundred people will say, why are you promoting this evil company? Like I'm not promoting it. I'm just, I'm not promoting it at all. I'm just uh, literally using the word. I'm just showing the word. Yeah. Because it's like a thing to me. It's like sort of like the, um, kind of like the the neutrality of death in a way. <laughs> like this weird thing where there's not like, just the idea that there's, um, there's no true benevolence. It's just this sort of neutrality that we're stuck in, and it's kind of um, disastrous and terrible, and that's just how it is. Mm. But that's not that's sort of how I feel about it, because I feel like you can't really... I don't want to get behind... I don't like the idea of making a statement either way, because to me that, that implies like some sort of real um, self-righteous viewpoint. Which is why your stuff, I think, is so interesting, is that... I mean, it all, anytime there's always been opportunity for you to like sort of make a point, but it's always this thing where you take like the left angle, like you're talking about those ones, those really popular ones you have where you're trying to get people to say Black Lives Matter instead of BLM, people oh, who yeah. are anti, anti-Black Lives Matter, when they have the, the mad at these corporations for, for, um, for using that as part of their marketing or whatever. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you get them to say, and then like Bureau of Land Management chimes in. <laughs> like to me, that's the best part about it is you're never actually saying anything political, but you are at the same time. Yeah. There's like this neutrality of it where it's so interesting how, like what made you think to, to look at it that way as opposed to like take the alley-oop. Right. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good, good question. Um, that was just something I noticed. It was a pattern. <laughs> the BLM pattern. is like, because I was reading all these comments, people would hate Black Lives Matter, but they never said it. It's always, always, now some people say BLM and they're not, they don't hate Black Lives Matter, but right, right. everybody who says they don't like Black Lives Matter, they, most of them say BLM. Like, so you just don't even like saying those words. Right. So, yeah, it was like the game. Try to get them to say it by responding as another company with an abbreviation that also has BLM. So they'd be like, no, 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 not the Bureau of Land Management. I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. Like, finally, you said it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found that, you know, sometimes I'll put videos out or do stuff that has more of like a, like an opinion or like it's more like plain stated and it's like, yeah, I don't always feel as good because, yeah, I do support those causes. I do have those feelings like I don't like the racist people and I want racism is bad. But like <laughs> it's yeah. got to be funny. And then when it's funny, then it can have a better, bigger reach. And then there's like that little underlying message of like, yeah, I'm supporting Black Lives Matter. I'm supporting people who are who are these racist or hateful homophobic people are shitting on. But I'm not being like. You know, I'm not out there with like a, a picket or nothing. I'm just doing it in a funny way. So like you get the humor and then you can kind of, oh, yeah, you know what side I'm on or who I'm sticking up mm-hmm. for. 
which feels good. Also, uh, people, yeah. now people, people have led me to this because they like it so much. And I'm like, you know what? And I have a thing too. It's like a deeper thing where it probably stems from, you know, growing up and being around people like that or something. But like, I feel like the, when it all works and it comes together well and it's funny, but it's still like I'm sticking up for somebody or a group, then it's like, it's just like a, it does good. And I'm like, people really like that. They respond to that. Well, that's, that's like my thing. I keep doing that, you know? Yeah. There's something about the, um, when you are able to do all that stuff and also it's weird. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Jedi thing or what's the, uh, the martial art that uses like misdirection of energy. Yeah. I can't think what it's called. It's not, it's not Tai Chi, but there's some oh, yeah. martial art where yeah, it's yeah. all about like you come at me and I'm using the energy that you're making and I'm going to flip it back on you. Right. Because you get these people like that call you deal with the sons of the Confederacy or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's so funny because you're being very polite and you're constantly, the guy's getting really frustrated because you're just, you're confusing him. And it's almost like a thing where I really feel like, like the 10,000 foot opinion of it all is that what you're doing and this attitude is the best way to do that because you're not angering people. Well, sometimes I get angry. Obviously, sometimes I get angry. But if they get angry, it's because they're either confused or because they realize how that the, they are being angry. Them, that they are being angry, and they've looked foolish. Yeah. <laughs> like it, no one likes to feel like a fool. Like you ever seen that guy Cartnarks? Mm-mm. It's just really dumb. I mean, it's, it's fun. I can only watch so much of it. But it's a guy on YouTube who goes around to parking lots where they have grocery carts. And he, um, if someone doesn't put their cart in the cart corral, he tells them they should put it back. And if they don't, he puts this magnetic sticker on their car. It's like cart narc. It's like you've been like <laughs> cart narc. And people, sometimes people fucking flip the fuck out. <laughs> they go nuts. They go fucking ape shit on him. And they, it's one of this, it's like a 20 minute interaction. This guy is, I mean, I kind of don't love, they don't like scenic so much because you can tell this guy, he's gone too far. He's so, he's embarrassed himself to an extent that it's unbelievable. You can see his, clearly see his face. And this guy has every right to film him because he's in public. And he's embarrassed himself so much by, by overreacting like crazy just to some guy who put a fucking sticker on a, a put a magnet on his car and has told him that he should put his cart back, you know? <laughs> But the guy is so mad. But you f I feel so bad for that guy because it's like, oh, man, he just he basically did like a road rage, but in person. Oh, yeah. And everyone, everyone does road rage. You're like, oh, God, what am I thinking? That's like I shouldn't be. I don't want to kill this person. I don't know all because they did something that doesn't matter. But it's like that thing where if, when you're like making these calls or doing like these things, you're exposing this this person's rage, which obviously I really feel like a lot of people who are. Who feel like that way, like with oh they they I hate be, hate Black Lives Matter or like or I hate this group or I feel this way. I really think most of those people, like truly in their heart of hearts, don't actually feel that way because they're just they're angry at other things in their life and they have decided that this is the problem. They've decided that this external thing is something that needs to be fixed and that will make them feel better because they'll have control or some. There's all kinds of psychology behind it. Yeah. But it seems like when you can make someone, if you can point and put a mirror on them and make them realize that they're being uh, angry, like you look so, 
when you're like an angry person alone, you look so fucking stupid. Yeah. And that is, seems to be like, that's probably the best way to teach people. It's not like getting in arguments and be like, well, this guy quoting articles right. and shit like on Twitter. It seems like what you're doing is the, the best force for good in terms of that kind of thing. Because everything you lay out, it's so calm. It's like this energy. It's like, so tell me how you feel. And they're like, <laughs> well, this fucking guy. And you're saying, oh, and then, but then uh, Bureau of Land Management chimes in. We're sorry to see you leave. It's just like this. It's so calm. And they're like, I'm so angry. And it's like, you, you got to be, you have to feel foolish for that person getting all pissed off yeah. about nothing. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for saying that. It's great. That's just what's going on in my head when I see. I watch the the videos and the stories and stuff like that. Oh, that's so cool, man! I have to listen to this again to, to hear that because you're helping me, um, like understand my my purpose a little more, you know, and have it more defined. So sometimes you get lost out there and you're not sure what you're doing and how people are perceiving things. So it's really cool to hear you talk about it in such like a articulate way. Um, Longmont's a good, yeah. Longmont's definitely a good. Uh, do you know about the logo girl sure. on TikTok? No. Oh, you mentioned logos. So okay. her name is Emily, and her last name uh, is Z U G A Y, and I'm not sure how to say it, so I just spelled it. But that's her TikTok. Z U G A Y. Yeah, that's her TikTok handle. She, Emily Zuge. Yeah, she I'm just saying she that. takes logos for corporations, and then her bit is she says she's a, a graphic designer. She's like, I went to school for a long time, and then like you think it's gonna be like a good looking logo that she redesigned, and it's just like a ridiculous take on their logo, and it's like here's what I did really? with the McDonald's. And that's caught on so much that these companies, I think Windows, if you go to Windows's actual TikTok, like um, you'll see her logo that she made. They changed their profile to her logo that she did, like her parody of them. And uh, yeah. yeah, she's she's pretty cool. You mentioned messing with logos. Um, that came to mind. Oh, this that's awesome. <laughs> Dude, that is so cool, man. This one's kind of, this can get me in trouble though because Champion's very... Very litigious with their brand. I would totally fucking buy one of those. You're like a brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll make one for you. Yeah. Uh, some of them I can't have print on demand because, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. And some of them I do. I do have the I have the Pfizer and I have the Moderna and I have the Raytheon. Those are print on demand. <laughs> but those are just words. The are Raytheon those... one is the Costco logo. Oh, uh, the sorry, the Kirk the Kirktheon signature. Uh huh. Instead, it says Raytheon Technologies, but in the same font as the. As uh, Kirkland. Kirkland brand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can buy that one print on demand. But that's the problem with some of that stuff is you just can't like – merchandise is different. Merchandise is like – it's tricky to do it. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of work. I don't necessarily – I don't want to do that work, I guess. Yeah. Are they on your website? You have them for sale on your uh, site? They're on my Instagram. Yeah, you can see it. My link to my shop on the Instagram. So, uh, but TikTok, we'll finish up here soon. But so, is this something now where you're like able to, are you able to, uh, how does it work with like, you don't have to answer this if you want to, but is it, uh, does TikTok make people money? They have the creator fund. So, mm -hmm. um, they have, uh, they'll give you a little bit of money. But if your videos do super well in like a month, you'll make a, a little decent money. And I mean, like, so like, nothing like youtube i mean if if i was okay. doing the numbers uh, i was doing on youtube i would be doing really well so they have 
the creator fund it's not even like a and it's based on performance but they don't really tell you what that is you just see it like okay i got videos did well this month i get a little bit more money and um it's like a fund that they have that they just pull from and distribute that way there's no like youtube has that formula i don't know right youtube has it's like an adsense thing it's different yeah there's no adsense it's just like here's here's some money i heard it's uh really not very good someone told me that they um they didn't want to go into the creator fund because they they it incentivizes tiktok to show your videos less because that means they have to pay you. No, I think that's conspiracy. I don't think that's true. Really? Yeah, I don't think that's true. Or maybe that's changed. I think, he said it. I think those are fears was... fears people have, but I don't think okay. nothing has changed. But it's, there's no way to know that, is there? There isn't. There's also a thing about shadow banning. I used to think I was shadow banned. You know, like your videos aren't doing really? good. Why? Like, it seems like they hit a switch, and all of a sudden my videos aren't reaching people as much as they were. And I was yeah. like, eh. Maybe there's something like that, but it's like, honestly, you're going to stress yourself out. You're going to be exhausted trying to get to the bottom of the perfect formula for your TikTok video so you don't get shadow banned. Like, just put your shit out there and see what happens, you know? Because, like, what do you think it I was, was really that... stressed and depressed about I'm shadow banned. I'm shadow banned. I don't think I was. Uh, I don't think I was shadow banned. I just think. Well, what made you think it was shadow banned? Was just like a like, random slump? Yeah, it was a slump. Yeah, that's all it was. It's a slump. Okay. A slump. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's what the shadow ban is. It's you not being as good as you're in a mm-hmm. slump. Or then I would post the same video and be like, "Look, see, that video got more views before the shadow ban than it got after the shadow." But I was like, "Come on, it doesn't work but like also, that." That's just random, it's right? Random. So you th- it's good to repost videos if you think it's been if it hasn't really hit and you think it's really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I repost okay. videos and that that helps people. It's like people didn't even know you posted it. And I'm but I'm so like Man. self-conscious about, oh, they've Dude, seen this too. before. Dude, I promise you they don't they don't care. They're okay. they're out there and they don't give a shit. They're like, it's new. They're like, this is awesome. I think we we think we're so much in our heads about what we're doing every day. But they're looking at they're consuming. Some people consume hundreds of videos oh. a day. They're not going to yeah. remember that you posted that six months ago. Or maybe they did, they but someone it. else, yeah, they missed it. And then people come to my shows, and I'm like, the first, especially the first show, I'm like, I hope they're not like, hey, we've seen all this. They, they act like they've never seen it in their life before. And I'm like, cool, that's good because it's really well, hard to make. Life's always different. <laughs> life's different, though. Yeah. Even if I had seen, if I've seen everything you do, if I'd watched everything and I saw it live, I would laugh just as much because I think it would be like, it's context. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah. Well, I'm doing a show on February 4th in Los Angeles. You're welcome to come. Oh, I'm there. You're I'm welcome there. to perform on it, too. I don't have any people that perform with me. I don't know about me. that. Yeah, you know. I, mean, like, I mean, I could if you want me to. Dude, you could sell a ton of shirts. You could outsell my shirts. Those shirts are way sell, better. Do you sell Colorado and Times shirts? I do, yeah. Yes! Okay. I think I commented early on, like, please sell Colorado and Times shirts. Are you shirts serious? Yeah, oh. early on. I was like, please, will you sell these? Because I wanted to buy one. Oh, man. It's just so such a funny. So what does it say? It just says... Has the logo in Colorado and Times? Yeah. You want to see one? Yeah, I can bring it out. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see oh. one. God, I need to get one of these. This is my favorite logo. Okay. Did you make the logo? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying to step up my merchandise. Like, they started as black and white. You know, that was my first. Oh, nice. Yeah. And now they're, Dude, they're color. Dude, it looks official. And now I'm going to try to sell these and then, and then reinvest into some, like, softer material or something you know i'm trying to get my merch game up where i'm having good merchandise to sell after these shows i love merch man it's like my favorite thing i just think it's fun it sounds like i've sold so much different kinds of merch i have like 
I love making t-shirts. It's like the best. The only problem is they're so heavy, but it's fun to sell them. Do you ship them yourself or do you use like other third party? Uh, I started using third party for the ones that I can, but the stuff like this and like the um, the other ones, we, should, we have to do them from home because you can't. I mean, there's different ways to do it. I know some uh, a friend of a friend, she sells those little plugs you put in your Crocs, and she sells all kinds of copyrighted um, stuff. But <laughs> she like she changes it around. She uses people in Alibaba. Just weird shit. But she's just like hustling like crazy. Mm. She makes it work, and she makes a lot of money off it. Like she makes like she pays her mortgage with that shit. No shit. But it's like um, I, I don't know. I could it's just... all about. I wish I could just hang out with her for like a day or a week and just be like, see what she does and be like, oh, okay, all right. I'll, you know, like some people are just, you just got to be there to see what they're doing. They're like so good at it. Well, she's a black lady from New York. So that's, that might be what it is, you know? What <laughs> What do you mean? She's a black woman and who lives in New York. So there's a certain vibe there that like, there's a certain type of hustle. She's hustling. It's like, yeah, like hustle and just like doing cash She's been shut out of different payment platforms, but she switches to other ones, and she just like makes it work. Because people want to buy the stuff, so she finds ways to get get paid. I think she does it on Instagram. And people know she's going to come out with like some new shit that they like. I don't follow her closely. It's it's one of my good friends. It's his neighbor, and so he was telling me I've only met her like a few times when I've been visiting him, and she's just like a very sweet, very friendly person. But she's just savvy and I think very um, diligent with what she does. Yeah. You kind of have to be, especially if you're kind of in the gray market there. You just have to be. Because if you think about this, all these all these Chinese companies, they're doing all kinds of fraud. They do fraudulent stuff constantly. Like this, I got scammed by a fake cooler company for like a fake uh, Arctic, which is like the next step down from Yeti. Yeah. They had this massive sale. But it wasn't real. Oh, damn. It wasn't fucking real at all. I had to make like five calls to PayPal to get it refunded. Just crazy shit. But it's all these like, it's all these people all over the world who are scamming the shit out of everybody all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like real scams. Yeah. It's wild. I'm just trying to sell some merchandise that's maybe. Have you ever gone into Chipotle with that Chipotle? So like, I don't think we talked about it out loud, but it's a Chipotle. It's a champion uh, logo, but it says Chipotle. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. Have you ever gone I haven't there? actually, no. I mean this I made this in the last year, so I haven't gone in person to Chipotle many times. Yeah. I have people send me pictures of going to Bass Pro Shops with the Goldman Sachs oh, that's one just on. Great. And I ha- I sold the Halliburton one and people Halliburton has the Chick fil A logo and people <laughs> have gone into work at Halliburton with that on. That's awesome. I think so. There's a couple of that. I've heard heard back from some people like that. Got some second looks, I'm sure. They're like, What the hell? It's not quite popular enough. Um, another so, question. Can- another question oh, I have go for ahead. you: If you ever want to do, um, you know, like that podcast idea, if you ever want to like play um, a CEO or something like that, or I can interview oh, you, yeah. that'd, that'd be cool. Because my my vision for it was like, because um, there's no there's no like dedicated show like that. There's no like the no. business interview show where we interview the top CEOs. It was just so hard to like to make by myself but i'm like i bet you if there was a bunch of people writing on this it could be really funny it would be like a really good podcast you know or they could yeah. make it like improvisational too because i felt like my script sometimes was too scripty and people i would hire people on the acting websites and they'd just be like uh-huh. it was just tough you know i was like if i listen to it wow. now it's like cringe it's like oh this is bad but i'm like the idea is there i think it could be good if it was executed by talented people you know like i'm into it anything that's like poking fun at 
business dynamics and stuff like that. I always think is super funny. I always remember that one video of the guy singing at the U.S. Bank merger conference, that, that leaked video. Have you seen that no. one? The guy's like, one bank. He's singing a U2 cover. One bank <laughs> in one place. I'm leave it all to soon. It's a terrible song. But he's like super interested and he's just going for it, singing this U2 cover about the merger between U.S. Bank and some other <laughs> bank. It's fucking embarrassing as hell. <laughs> and it leaked out because it was at like a company retreat. But that kind of thing, that entire essence is to me is just like unaware businessman is the best. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for talking to me, Bill. Yeah, it was really yeah fun, Johnny, man. thanks for having me on. It was, um, it was really cool. Thanks, thanks so much. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is even better Now that we're the same Two great companies come together Now M, B, and A is B of A and it's one bank, one card, one name that's known all over the world. One spirit, we get to share it, leading us all to higher standards. Like the Cowboys or your university? Do you like the